Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Now, after the nice episode with John Michael Godier, we um, have to return back to the news. For starters, well, everyone's now being curious about what exactly is going to happen on the 9th of May. The mobilization talks have um, increased a lot, and I'm sure something is going to happen, but uh, there are massive doubts about whether or not there's going to be a victory parade, and then, well, just like in 1941, they also held, a, held some sort of a parade, and after that parade, tanks went straight, straight to the front, so I'm not sure if that's going to happen. However, I am... Um, I got some conflicting news about the situation, so I fact-checked everything, and, um, uh, I don't know how to put this, visited allegedly legitimate businessmen, uh, my friends, well, sort of, friend-ish, things that uh, I've, been, I've been using to um, explain the Soviet prison episodes, I had a nice little conversation with, with um, allegedly legitimate businessmen, I'll, I'll say that, everything is just allegedly uh, just so you, uh, just so we make things very clear for from the legal standpoint, and turns out that um, well, Russia needs more men, and Igor Grigorkin, everyone has been talking about this mobilization. However, currently there is no real preparation for for this mobilization, and and we're gonna find out what's gonna happen with. Um, with the the conscripted people, because now it's been a month since the since the conscription in, in Russia started, and well, this spring um, spring enlistment enlistment thing hasn't fixed up their holes, because Ukrainian army reports that uh, about twenty five percent of their most elite forces in Russia, well, Russian elite forces, Russian VDV, which is their um, paratroopers, they're kind of like you know Air Force Marines for for Russia. They've suffered huge losses, and now some sort of mobilization is needed. However, you can't just announce mobilization and then hope that on the next day everything's gonna gonna go well. No, no, no. You need you need training. You need facilities. You need a lot of technology and movement. Mobilization doesn't happen on an instant if you haven't fully prepared for it. And um, despite people worried that he will announce this mobilization, well, by now at least I would definitely inform you people if I would 
see some serious prep work going on for that. However, however, uh, he might Putin might not want to mobilize because that would be a deeply unpopular decision. So, but the holes need to be patched somehow. So, as far as I know, they have returned to the same strategy that they used back when this whole Donbass mess started in 2015. See, back then, one of the leaders of the whole Donetsk region was a person named Givi. He, together with Motorola, were the big heroes. We had videos saying uh, that, at that point, I think it was Zakharchenko who stated that, oh, well, uh, my, grandpa- my grandfather, he survived death camps in Reykjavik, because he apparently thought Reykjavik in Iceland was, was somehow somehow connected to the Nazis, which it obviously wasn't. But um, Givi managed to become a soldier for the mercenaries that Russia sent in under the command of Girkin in Donbass because he managed, you know, he's, he'd, he'd been in prison before and he got arrested once again. And then the, and then the police, they just told him that you can volunteer and become a contractor or you can go back to prison. And uh, according to my allegedly legitimate businessman, the, such things are happening right now, especially especially if you um, get caught for non-violent crimes, such as you know s- some drug offenses and, and stuff like that. Um, because they they state that you'll go to prison if if and you can go to prison, we can arrest you, or you can you know sign this nice little contract and go and uh, fight in Ukraine. This has started. Also, another thing is that even those um, people who are well, even a bit too crazy for Russia to conscript right now, yeah, they can go and join Kadyrovci because um, in, in Telegram, in one of those uh, Z, Vayenny Ugolok Z, one of those War Corner Z channels, which is extremely pro-Putin and pro-war, yeah, they, they had photos about which I asked. There was, a, there was a person who was posting blatantly very pro-war, let me shoot the Nazis in Ukraine type of stuff. But, um... But he uh, he had he had uh, served ten years for uh, an armed robbery, and then apparently he was involved in uh, in a murder attempt or something. Like he was that crazy that the Russian army didn't take him. Then two weeks later, because you know I, I let it slide because all sorts of crazies do this. But then two two weeks later, he literally pops up in videos from Chechnya, saying "Slava Akhmatu, Spasiba Kadirov," or "Thanks to Kadirov, Glory to Ahmad." all this stuff, and um, yeah, apparently Kadyrovci, the TikTok warriors, because they have to have, they have to send someone to die on the front lines, otherwise his main core forces are just reenacting American action movies in the background in empty buildings and partying on TikTok while occasionally being shot at by um, by artillery, but yeah, apparently Kadyrovci are literally hiding, hiring people who, um, who have served for extremely, sort of served time for extremely um, dangerous crimes. At the same time, there are clear purges in the Russian Russian police forces. You can get fired even if you just subscribe to Navalny's YouTube channel and you have to watch educational movies about why this battle against Ukraine is just and they're, they're preparing for mass punishments once again. They really want to vet out everyone who's not 100% ideologically pure from Putin's perspective in those forces. And that involves uh, prison administrations as well. Currently, I mentioned this a while ago, but um, it had gone so bad with all the tortures and everything. And um, and in prisons right now, you know, we've spoken about the red zones and the black zones, those who those prisons who live 
by the rules of Bratva and those who live by the rules of the administration. So-called red zones are the administration ones. And apparently, a lot of, a lot of administrators have turned into this, because you can't really, according to Panyatia, the, the laws of, of the, the criminal underworld, the allegedly allegedly legitimate businessman world. Sorry, sorry, I wanted to say that. Um, you, you can't volunteer for an army. You can't you can't really operate with authorities because that's uh, that's operating within together with uh, with the authorities, and that's considered dishonorable over there. But it's it's gone to such a point that there are now um, Panyachi stated that well. Yeah, if you if you get raped by prison administration as part of your torture, you're no longer considered a petuch, which is insane. That means it must happen in, in mass. And they're trying to enforce more brutal discipline and destroy these votive zakonye, these criminal authorities, and their their say in the penal colonies because they want more and more people to basically serve part of their time and then go to the army. Because criminal population, yeah, you know... They had Stravbati, but right now, well, t- I wouldn't be surprised that uh, people are stealing because they're actual thieves. And a lot of a lot of people who've come back from from Ukraine, they uh, they're also well not very happy about this whole situation. And we have a lot of cases where people just refuse to go back, and they also get threatened by they also get threatened by you know by, by them being put in prison. And at the same time, we can also see this whole situation here because the criminal underground doesn't doesn't enjoy this whole war stuff because unlike unlike uh, the governments, they don't really have the boundaries. For example, Georgians and Armenians and and Ukrainians and Belarusians and Russians they they, they are one. Well, they have, they have split areas of influence, but basically the the post-Soviet criminal underground is quite connected, and they consider that. This is bispridel. This is a total breaking of everything, and they sense that this is hurting their own income, and that this is just too much. This is too stupid and too violent. And yeah, it says something to you when when people who are absolutely legitimate businessmen say that. Well, I don't know. I I had worked with these people in Ukraine, and now you tell me they're Nazis. What the hell's going on? And in Ukraine, by the way, over there there are uh, panyatia, which means that if you're a saboteur and work for the the Russians and are a looter, or if you mark artillery and you get arrested, and then you get put into Ukrainian prison, you must be made a petuch at the shortest possible opportunity, and you, you'll have no life. They guarantee this because, well, Bratva, they, they know they'll... they'll Because, see, Putin knows that last time when these criminal parts got a lot of power, it was in the 90s, and after after the Chechen war. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And he knows that if this war doesn't go well for him or a lot of armed people who are conscripts come back and they're wounded and they have PTSD and they don't have good jobs available to them and they won't have good jobs available to them because think about this. Russia's under sanctions, right? Russia's under sanctions, the jobs are going away. A lot of people are losing their jobs and those those folks in Russia who'll come back home, they won't have they won't have places to work. But they at this point know how to shoot a gun. They know how to handle themselves. They uh will have seen actual war. Where do you think they'll go? To um to perfectly legitimate businesses and doing per- perfectly legitimate stuff, but Putin doesn't want that to happen. So now he's internally cracking down as much as he can, and that involves the legitimate business underground. So I can't really say that uh, Bratva supports this, and specifically this conflict came into into more more direct view when um, when recently Vladimir Solovyov, the chief propagandist of Kremlin, he stated he assaulted the the governor uh, in one of the in Yekaterinburg in in, in the Urals, and um, he he basically you know he reported that uh, well the governor had stated something about the fact that. Uh, that Solovyov should should not just spread lies as much and stuff, and Solovyov pulled out Panyatia speak, like uh, he started speaking about Strelkas and whatever, alluding to, well, the fact that the governor obviously had ties with the criminal underground. But the problem is Solovyov is, uh, well, a guy who owns two villas in Komi and is totally not a person that you would expect to be a rough person leading the living by the law by the laws of of Vary. And you're not supposed to use panyatia in this sense. You're not supposed to, basically, if if you're not if you're not living this life, if you're not in this culture, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be walking around and just blatantly, you know, just going to bratva and and just starting to talk with them. This um, was to me compared with, you know, you enter your you, you you get arrested in Russia for something for protest or something or whatever. And and if you're a decent normal person, because right now Russia's prisons are full with these people, you go to Bratva and say, "Hey guys, I respect your laws. I won't do anything. Just I don't want to get involved." And you know they um they'll deal with you. Yeah, they they won't they won't hurt you, and then they they won't allow Bespridel to happen in prison, because Bespridel currently in Russian prisons is happening straight up from the government. They they uh, they condone most like beings and rapes in in Russian prisons currently are done by their administration and their messing up the natural order of things and although i although there is the prison world that i'm talking about but they also have their own laws and rules as you might know so uh i was told that this compares to the fact that if you're this new salaga as they call it the first time guy who enters the, the prison room and then you go straight up to the smatryashi the the guy who watches over your your barracks because in russian prisons you live in these huge rooms with uh, 20 or 30 people in one huge room and you go to him and you know you you start using blatnoy slang, you're trying to tell them that they're a cool dude, yeah, then you'll get beaten up, because that's disrespectful and you shouldn't do that. Just a word of advice. And then, well, apparently, specifically in Urals, now the organized crime is pissed off at uh, Solovyov, because by Panyatia you have to respond to such accusations, and even the governor, even even he responded, in, in, in people in Kazakhstan also, by the way, because he managed to offend Kazakhstan, Kazakh 
legitimate business underworld as well. And these people have responded that Solovyov should really watch out and maybe not leave um, places without, you know, guard. Because I, I don't know if this is a good idea to, to piss, off, piss off such people. But yeah, it's interesting since oh, I had expected something like this to be happening, but um, hidden mobilization of uh, criminal elements that no one's going to miss and a massive crackdown on both your police forces to make them utterly loyal... Yeah, that angers them. Because, you see, it's not it's not your everyday cop that goes around in prisons and beats up people and extorts them and steals their money and everything and, and makes their life a living hell. No, no, no. These are the hardcore Putin Putin fanatics. Because uh, this has also caused this rift between Russian organized crime and uh, Vladimir Putin. Since, well, <laughs> even if, if, if you go to prison for selling some weed for two years... You maybe don't want to get beaten up daily just because you also happen to be watching some Navalny or something. That's a thing to think about because, well, strange times that we live in where apparently even Bratva are quite allied to the cause. But in other news, um, I was contacted by some people in the Russian, sorry, Ukrainian Ministry of Foreign Affairs. And, uh, yeah, they gave me a material because, well, they have more access to even even purer kind of disinfo things. And this is going to happen soon, by the way, after the Lend-Lease thing. I'm just going to finish this one off because that is also relevant to, to this current situation because the United States just accepted this Lend-Lease with, with an overwhelming overwhelming vote. I think it was 490-something versus 10. It was, it, it was great to see bipartisanism over there. But... Um, Russian media are now trying to figure out how to spin this in a positive light for, for them and how to make sure that, oh, this is actually going to hurt Ukraine. And, and they, they do it. They, they try to work it hard because, you know, they, they have to report on this and, and, and people know that this is happening, so they have to somehow turn this on. So now, and this is probably going to be also in, in some... If someone is starting to talk about this in the West, then know that uh, they're, they're probably bit by Russia because currently they're now stating that land lease for Ukraine is a dead hole, so future generations of Ukrainians will have to carry this burden. Russian media are promoting the claim that Ukraine is bound to pay dearly for United States defense assistance. Alexei Martinov, director of the Interna International Institute of Modern States, in an interview with Ukraina.ru, Ukraina predicted a costly long-term retribution by which the next generation of Ukrainians will be burdened for, well, the, the military assistance that's currently being provided by the United States. In his opinion, despite the fact that today the U.S. assures that they are helping Ukraine free of charge, they will certainly demand that these debts be paid in full. Martino had stressed that Washington came up with a scam, the true victims of which will be the legal successors of the current Ukrainian authorities, who will be forced to pay off their existing debts one way or another. He noted that this burden will fall on the shoulders of future generations of Ukrainians. Earlier, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov stated that the West allegedly encourages the country to fight to the last Ukrainian and supplies weapons to the Republic. And uh, this is just weird, because these all statements about allegedly terrible debt haul and retribution are part of a deliberate manipulation. Under the terms of the Lend-Lease pro program, Ukraine can enjoy potentially unlimited support from U.S. and other nations, not only in weapons, ammunition, and equipment, but also in medicine, food, other essentials, and everything, and all this bypassing export controls. Under the terms of the program, U.S. military equipment may be written off and payment for destroyed equipment may not be charged. The Lend-Lease arrangement will complement congressional advanced defense support for Ukraine, which has already received 1.7 billion in, in aid. And, um, yeah, it, it is beneficial. It's really, really good for Russian propaganda to spread messages about this unsustainable debt in order to neutralize assistance for Ukraine from the Allied nations and to some extent discredit them. 
in terms of the fact that, allegedly, because of their help, Ukrainians will long remain in debt. And um, this comes after Ukrainian society really praised and welcomed the Lend-Lease program. President Zelensky also praised the United States move, expressing his gratitude to American politicians in the video address. So, yeah, once again, you know, you have to spend something positively. But that's it for today. Um, I, I hope... I, I probably won't have an episode tomorrow. I'll, I'll look at this because I'll be in a play and I have some things to do. But yeah, have fun. Happiness is mandatory. And please, if you can, consider becoming our patron on patreon.com slash the eastern border. Or you can just click the little money thing on our Twitter. Our Twitter is at, at eastern underscore border. Or you can just go to the easternborder.lv page and, and donate there via the donate button or, or there's a link to our Patreon. And of course, support Ukrainian charities. Comebackalive.ua is my favorite one so far. And once again, happiness is mandatory. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.